Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from the temporary Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. Um, just, yeah, <laughs> just so you know, um, I, I do keep saying temporary, and people keep yelling at me. Um, I've already explained, and I'll explain one more time. Um, the reason why I'm saying temporary is because Will and I have decided, um, to set up a more permanent studio, um, where we can record the podcast and, um, the vlogs. So, at this point, we're, we've pretty much figured out where the studio is going to be. Um, so, really, it's just more of a matter of, um getting set up and all that we decided or at least I decided and he didn't argue with me um, that it was better for us to um, wait until after I got back from Michigan to debut our new studio because it seemed kind of silly to um, debut and then I'm going to be gone for a while so, not a while, two weeks. And I'll be recording every day as always. Well, I'll be recording weekdays. Um, we can still, still get your blind items, don't worry. Um, now that that's all explained, let's jump into the most bizarre story of 2019 so far. Justin Bieber challenged Tom Cruise to an MMA MMA fight and Conor McGregor wants to host the thing. This, I I know y'all are thinking that I'm making this up. I'm not. (laughs) I really, really wish I were. Um, and I really, I really, really wish I was, because it's just so insane, like seriously insane. Um. So here, here is what Justin Bieber tweeted. I want to challenge Tom Cruise to fight in the octagon. Tom, if you don't take the, this fight, you're scared and you will never live it down. Who is willing to put on the fight at Dana White? Um, and I'm going to get to why Tom Cruise may not actually want to do this. Um, but, um, Conor McGregor then took up the mission and said, um, that the fight would happen if Tom Cruise is man enough to accept this challenge. Does Cruise have the sprouts to fight like he does in the movies? Alright, so here's here's my biggest issue with Connor's comment. Obviously, he's just an attention whore who is hoping to piggyback on, on this. And... Um, you know, I don't like it. I don't think anyone likes it. But we can all put that aside, I guess. And, you know, whatevs. Um, 
but why does why do these straight guys think that insulting someone or saying that they don't have the sprouts which is apparently a new euphemism for balls um saying that they don't have the balls to fight is going to goad someone into fighting especially someone like Tom Cruise now Justin Bieber tried to say that if Tom Cruise didn't fight him it's because he's scared that's bullshit alright first of all there are a million reasons why Tom Cruise wouldn't fight Justin Bieber A. he doesn't need the attention B, he's actually busy working. C, he's a very peaceful person for the most part. Um, He might argue and and whatnot with ex-girlfriends or ex-wives or um, whatever. But everything we know about Tom Cruise suggests that he's a very peaceful man. He keeps his head down. He doesn't generally get into involved in scandals. You know, maybe his religion isn't um, what one would consider um, what one would consider to be healthy, for lack of a better word. But you know. He's never had a cheating scandal um, that I'm aware of. He's never really had a rivalry with anyone. The biggest, the biggest scandal of his career was when he jumped up and down on Oprah's couch, screaming "I love Katie Holmes." Let that sink in. The biggest scandal of this man's career, which is going into its fourth decade. Is when he jumped up and down on a couch screaming he loved the woman he would eventually marry. But yeah, let, let's go with he's not going to fight Justin Bieber because he's scared. You, you see how that doesn't make sense? And according to Inti Lawyer over at Crazy Days and Nights, um, drugs may have been fueling... Um, Justin's challenge, I guess we'll call it. And honestly, would that really surprise any of us? I'm gonna go and I'm gonna be right back. And I'm back. And continuing with the men behaving badly, um, we're gonna talk some Matt Lauer now. Um, now, he hasn't done anything to add to his already horrible reputation of um, being a flanderer and whatnot. However, we are going to take a look at um, how he's close to finalizing his divorce from his wife, Annette. So, some people have, you know, said that Annette has been trying to get out of this marriage for many years. Excuse me. Um, but publicly never could. Without damaging the Matt Lauer brand. 
Meaning, he was making so much money that if she were to leave him, um, it would really damage his ability to make money. And to, you know, pay child support and support their kids. Once he was fired from NBC for sexually harassing women, they had the perfect opportunity to... Um, that would gave her the perfect opportunity to leave him. Because it was already out there that he was cheating on her and acting inappropriately. And, you know, and allegedly using a button underneath his desk to shut and lock the door so he could sleep with women or coerce them into sleeping with him. He has sort of denied the allegations. Um, Basically, I don't remember his exact statement and I didn't feel like looking it up, but basically the gist of it was... um, I I was a bad husband, I was a bad father, I um, was a bad co-worker, but I didn't do the things that you're saying I did. And, I, you know, I'm kind of curious, like, you're basically in one half saying, yeah, I fucked up, I, you know. But in the second half, you're like, mm, no, I really didn't. So I, I kind of want to know... Which one is it? You know, did you, did you screw up? Did you uh, make a mess of things? Or is this more of a, oh dear, I got caught and I gotta figure out a way to make it so it doesn't look like I'm a rapist. (laughs) And And it still didn't work because the allegations have prevailed and... Uh, more and more have come out, and really, really, um, you know, just have made him a toxic personality at this point, which means that the $20 million in assets that he's handing over to his wife, or soon-to-be ex-wife, is really going to take a toll on him. Um, and the 20, I mean, I think he's worth something like 70 or 80 million, so she's, she's really getting the, the rough end of this. I so to speak, I mean, hashtag rich people problems, I have to give up 20 million dollars. Oh, I guess there goes my villa. Um, but seriously, um, she could have probably went for more, I don't know why she didn't. Uh, at at the time he was fired, Matt Lauer was making twenty five million dollars per year at NBC. Uh, and to put that into perspective, Hoda Hoda Katope, who took over for Matt Lauer after his dismissal, is only being paid in the neighborhood of eight million dollars. Per year. Now, um, some people are gonna say, "Oh, you know, she's actually getting eleven or or eleven or twelve. No. What What happened was people were trying to add the salary that she was already making on top of the salary that she was offered 
um, to be the the lead anchor um, for today. She was already making quite a bit of money, um, three or four million for uh, the fourth hour of today. And then they offered her the eight million, which is literally, literally a third, a fraction of what they were paying that hour. Which is crazy. You know what else is crazy? I'm going to go take a break and come right back. And I'm back. So I've been asked why I didn't cover the Tony Awards. And frankly, there's not really that much intrigue around them. Um, maybe I'm just not deep enough into the theater scene to, to see the politicking. Whereas with the Academy Awards, it's done basically right in front of our faces. Um, but... For the most part... Um, you know, it, it seems to be really the best shows win. The best actors and whatever. So, I didn't really see a point in covering them. Um, if I'm wrong, leave me a voice message on Anchor... I'll listen to them and 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 uh, bleh, I can't speak and I'll respond when my tongue is untied. <laughs> but I do want to give a shout out to Stephanie J. Block um, from the Share Show. She won Best Actress, which is really terrific. Congratulations, girl! So proud of you. Um, And I, I wish I could remember her name. It's Allie, Allie something or another. One for best, um, uh, best featured actress in the play, I believe. Um, and it, her moment was very inspiring because, uh, uh, best actor, best featured actress in a musical. Um, because it was Oklahoma, and she's in a wheelchair, and it was just one of those moments where, the entire world finally came together and you know, just lifted this woman up, and, you know, it was just a really, really great thing, um, but someone who is definitely watching the Tonys and keeping an eye on what was going on was Jesse Smollett. A lot of people had believed that he was next in line for a best, best actor Tony Award, because he was supposed to join, um, he was supposed to join some play, um, and he was going to be the headliner, and there was going to be a big, splashy, what, um, whatever you want to call it, like, I don't want to call it a campaign, because it's not really that, um, but they were really going to push for him to get a Tony Award for this performance, and then came the attack heard around the world. Um, where he claimed that people, two men, attacked him um, wearing MAGA hats and screaming that this is MAGA country now. Um, Chicago police investigated, of course, and came to the conclusion that Jesse Smollett lied and that he perpetrated the attack on himself. Um, And he was actually indicted on 16 charges... Um, but they were all dropped. 
and people got pissed off that all those charges were dropped. Mostly because the records were sealed. And because Jesse didn't know how to keep his mouth shut and stay out of the press, um, people sued to have the court records unsealed and won. And basically, what happened was the judge said, hey, you know, these were sealed because he wanted his privacy, but then he goes out and talks to a pack of reporters. He doesn't want no damn privacy. And the judge is right. Um, so those have been unsealed and ever since the records have been unsealed the controversy surrounding Jesse really has gone down like the there's not as much talk or debate about him anymore it's almost like unsealing those records flips something in people and they realize he probably didn't perpetrate this on himself um but the reason why I say he was probably watching is because he finally broke his silence on Instagram on Monday and said um, so much hashtag pride. Um, and it was accompanied by a clip from Choir Boy. Um, And in in the clip, um, they say the bodies that uphold the great legacy of spirituals are often black and queer. When will we love all of them for who they are, not just what they can do? Um, and you know that's the whole thing. Honestly, Jesse has. If this were anyone else, I wonder what would have happened. Um, if this, if this had been anyone else, if, if there had been, uh, you know, a white queer actor who, who had been attacked, would we, uh, would people have been so quick to say he, he did this to himself, he perpetrated the, this, uh, um, on himself, why was he going to Subway, you know, basically blaming the victim here. Or would it have been, oh my god, that's horrible. Let's find these motherfuckers and fry them. Because I'm thinking it's the second. I'm also thinking I need to go and come right back and we're going to talk some biopics. And I'm back. So, one of the things that's been really bothering me, especially as a gossip columnist slash podcaster slash um, writer... It's this gluttony of biopics that sanitize stars' lives. Now, of course, you don't have to... You, you need conflict, so they lost some stuff in. Um, but a lot of it is kind of left out or they don't talk about it. And it's, to me, it's like, why? Why would you... Leave out the interesting parts. Um, specifically, I'm thinking of um, Bohemian Rhapsody here. Um, and Freddie Mercury was a queer icon. Um, and I know people get really upset that um, he is 
for whatever reason, usually situated as a gay man when he was out as bisexual. I don't know why that is. I don't know how to fix it. But um, what bothers me about uh, about Bohemian Rhapsody from what I've heard about it is while they do show him in a loving same-sex relationship that seems to be the extent of it. Um, You know, it... Brian May, who was one of the executive producers and a um, founding member of Queen, really went out of his way to hide Freddie Mercury's queerness. He cut out a lot of the drugs, a lot of the sex. And what bothers me here is that's what actually made Freddie Mercury such an icon, that he was so free and it didn't matter to him. You know, perhaps if he had lived longer, maybe he wouldn't have liked, um, maybe he wouldn't have liked, um, people talking about his drug use, or maybe he wouldn't have been so open about his sex capades. We don't know. But the fact that when he was alive, he was, and did not seem embarrassed by them at all, seems it it makes it seem that Brian May and Brian Singer and all of those who worked on Bohemian Rhapsody uh, disingenuous at best and at worst they're crafting a lie and I can hear you guys saying well Ed you know it's a movie of course it's going to be a lie If, if you just wanted to craft a movie based around Queen songs don't do a biopic a biopic means a biography picture. That means the good, bad, and the ugly. Um, Elton John insisted that some of the more tawdry aspects, including a gay orgy, be included um, in Rocket Man, which pushed it to an R rating. And a lot of people are saying, well, you know, if it was PG-13, it would have made more money. But it wouldn't have been as truthful. And I think that's what Elton John was really uh, aiming for here, is an honest depiction of his life. Not what people want to see, not what people want to hear. But what honestly happens... And again, it, that I haven't seen Rocket Man yet. Um, I plan to go soon to see it. But I'm wondering, you know, depending on how far they go, do they talk about how at one point, I believe it was in the late '90s, he was broke. Um, allegedly, he had spent all of his fortune. I, that would be a really interesting um, story to, to learn about, you know, 
what happened, how did that, how did they come about? Um, the director of Rocket Man says he wants to tackle Madonna um, biopic next, and you know that shit's gonna be sanitized to an inch of its life. Um, the Madonna of the late nineteen eighties, early nineteen nineties, women balls the wall crazy. Um, and, you know, and she would have, that, that era of Madonna would have allowed anything to go. But, the new, more spiritual, quote-unquote, calmer Madonna is going to want something a lot less scandalous. Um, shown about her. And again, it goes to... I, I get wanting to protect reputations and royalties and all that, but this is a woman who writhed around in a wedding dress on stage, subverted Catholicism by having a black Jesus and whatnot. Um, you know... I, I, there's a part of me that really misses the provocateur Madonna. And, and hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully if they do make a biopic about her, she lets loose with all the, the scandal and, you know, what happened between her and Sean Penn and, and whatnot, because that would be an interesting story. Madonna has a very, very intriguing life story, without a doubt. So, what I'm curious about, what I want to know, is which Madonna are we going to get? The cerebral, everything is peace and love, or are we going to get the provocateur? Um, Same thing with the Elvis biopic um, that's allegedly coming. Are we just going to see his rise to fame, or are we going to see the the drugs? Are we going to see him uh, sleeping around? It's alleged that... Lisa Marie, or not Lisa Marie, um, Priscilla Presley caught him cheating on her several times before his death. So what are we actually going to see in in that kind of movie? I want you guys to tell me what you want to see in a biopic. Leave me a voice message on Anchor, and at some point I will most definitely play them all for everybody. But for right now, I'm going to go, and I'm going to come right back. And I'm back. And one of the biopics that I would love to see, even if it's a lifetime trashy version, is Wendy Williams. Um, I I mean, you know, I'm covering it for Drunk Gossip. I'm doing the, the book. And it's messy. It's real. It's really, really interesting. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where I know I should feel bad about this, and I, you know, I know I should feel, um, I don't know, like, I I feel like I should feel something other than what I do, but the truth is, I don't, like, I love it, I love every second of this, and I'm not gonna apologize for it, I'm a gossip columnist, it's what I do. 
Um, and so Wendy Williams was out to eat with somebody. And I say somebody because we don't know exactly who he is. Um, but the paparazzi asked her how she was. And she says, young Kevin and I are fine. Big Kevin, Godspeed sometimes in life. Stuff happens and it's okay. I still got a very full life that I really adore. Please don't make me cry. And then she goes on to say, I didn't plan on this, but it is what it is. I have a very full life. And at this point, she's crying and visibly upset. She said, thank you for watching. I would ask you to respect our privacy, but please, I don't respect people's privacy. That's why I do the hot topics. All three of us are doing fine. Um, And then she said that her and Big Kev are not going to get back together. But they're still going to act as a family unit. My son, Kevin's got to graduate from college. He's, he's going into a sophomore year. He's going to get married. Everyone's got to grow up. So, I mean, you know, that, that sort of thing. My parents still talk, even though they're divorced. Um, not as often, because... All of us are over the age of 18 now. So they have... As as we've progressed from... You know... Being kids and needing them to get along and... And talk often... Um, they've talked less and less. Now, of course... This is a special situation because... Little Kevin is already in college. He's 19 years old. Um, but again, I think that's just one of those things where, over time, they'll probably, they'll probably, not probably, they always will be in one another's life. But, the extent of their interaction will change. And that's okay. So... The next part of this is who the Wendy Williams dating. Um, a lot of people have paired her with DJ Boff, who does the music on her show, but he's denied it. He he said no, no, you know. Um. Well, here she posted on. Um, Instagram, last night was, last night was the most beautiful sunset in Sherman Oaks with special people. Thank you, California. You won me over. I'll be back for a hip hop festival in August. Hashtag 92.3. Um, and then people have been asking DJ Boffa if if he's dating Wendy and he's replied no and then he also said um and because in in her photo there's a mysterious hand and somehow they've connected this to DJ Buff and he said try again not my hand 
Um, and a source says that Wendy is just trying to get some attention here. Um, they say, I wouldn't be surprised if Wendy is just being a stunt queen. She's been trying to make Kevin jealous. Um, I don't think that's actually it. And the reason why is along these same lines, um, Blind Gossip ran a blind, which you'll hear this weekend, in which they, they essentially say that, you know, we're, right now we're supposed to be cheering for Wendy Williams and she's hoping to start a new narrative, maybe even get a new show about her dating. But, allegedly, she already has a new man. Except he's not a new man at all. He's an old man. Um, and they, they really emphasize she's not going back to Kevin. But she is, she has started seeing one of her ex-boyfriends. Which really adds some intrigue uh, to this. Um, now, we, I mean, we've known for a while that Wendy was already dating. Um, she told us as much on her show. She said um, that she was going out every night. Uh, you know, having dinner and enjoying her life. Um, and despite Auntie Lawyer trying to say, you know, she's not really going out, she's sitting, sitting at home alone sad, that does not seem to be the case. Um, she has made a show out of being seen out and about, dressed sexy, um, laughing and having fun. Um, as far as her trying to make Kevin jealous, I don't really see that being the case either. I, it, it completely could be. I'm not going to completely throw that out of the running. But, I just don't see that being the case. You know, it's just one of those things where... You know, I just... Honestly, I don't see it. Um, I I think, if anything, she's trying to keep the public on her side. And she's trying to give us... Steer us away from the negativity of the divorce. And into a, a more positive, shinier story. And that's going to do it for me for today. Thank y'all so much for listening, as always. And until next time, cheers.